Hi, and welcome to the Seacoast Vineyard Church Podcast. We want to thank you for joining us online and remind you to feel free to visit our website at seacoastvineyard.com anytime for up-to-date information on our local church here in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. If you would like to give financially to this ministry, whether that's a one-time gift or a recurring monthly gift, simply click on the Give tab at our website and give however God leads you. Now, we want you to enjoy this message from God's Word. What's today? Today is... Yeah, is this a conspiracy? I mean, you know, Valentine's Day follows Super Bowl... I mean, I'm not a big Valentine's Day fan. I actually think it's a corporate conspiracy to try to hold all of us males ransom and to cause great angst in our lives through trying to produce creativity in our words that we just don't have. Uh, but maybe this will help you. Watch this video. <laughs> uh. All right, guys, there's your help. I hope you were, I saw a few guys writing, like trying to (laughs) grab a few words there. Yeah. Good to see everybody. We are in a series called Daring Faith. Uh, We've got one more week after this. I hope you've been enjoying the small groups as uh, we take this journey of looking at our lives and, and trying to step out maybe a little boldly in areas where we haven't stepped out before in faith and trusting God. And so today we're going to be over in a passage of Scripture. Actually, we're going to be over in a lot of passages of Scripture. So this is going to be like a machine gun this morning. You guys have your fill-in in your handout. If you want to take that out and follow along with me, you can just uh, track along. We talked about the metaphor of uh, athletic events last week. Paul did, uh, used it. What a great metaphor for faith and it was on Super Bowl Sunday today he uses the metaphor of farming or what's known as agrarian language and that is uh, maybe some of you are looking forward to having your garden in the spring and uh, and so he's going to use that as sowing and reaping Paul one of the leaders in the first church here is going to use this example to teach us about faith and how we step out in faith. And there is a lot to learn today. So let me just read a few passages here from 2 Corinthians 9, 6 through 13, uh, specifically maybe like the sixth verse. Remember this, a farmer who plants only a few seeds will get a small crop, but the one who plants generously will get a generous crop. And then verse 10, for God is the one who provides seed for the farmer and then bread to eat. In the same way, he will provide and increase your resources and then produce a great harvest of generosity in you. It's like whatever you need more of is what you need to plant. I, uh, years, this is a long time ago, and uh, this is not, uh, let's just say that we were starting another church. This was another church plant that I was involved in. And we had a small group of us gathering together. And uh, we had one of our meetings. We're, we're all young, pretty young, like 30 years old, 31 years old, starting this church. And, and we uh, have some members that uh, were not real happy about our wisdom in leading church. <laughs> and I remember we had this meeting, and we had this one particular person uh, that uh, just had this scowl on their face. And, and right in the middle of our meetings, they... Lift their hand. Matter of fact, they, do we have a picture of them? There, there she is. Uh, just looking, and, 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 and she raised her hand, and she stood up in, the, in our meeting. She said, I just want you to know, this is the most unfriendly church I've ever been in in my life. 
and just kept the look on her face. And I was like, afterwards, I, I went to her. I said, you know, there's a reason why people aren't friendly to you. Uh, because nobody wants to be near you. It's like what you sow is what you get back. And, I mean, the good news is this person became a very gracious person, wonderful person. But sometimes we let things rob us and take us away from sowing the right seed. And we sow the seed that we reap back and we wonder why we're reaping it. And we're going like, I don't really like this. I don't. And so Paul's going to help us today with what it means to sow. And so let me pray. Let me pray for me, pray for us, and because we do have a lot to cover. So, Father, thank you uh, for your grace. Thank you for your mercy. Thank you for the metaphors that you used in your word to help us connect the dots so that we can see how we are to live this life of following you, Lord. Thank you for the examples of of uh, athletes and how they run. And thank you for the example, the military examples in the scripture that Paul used. And also the agrarian examples of a farmer who goes out to plant seed. And Lord, help us learn from that metaphor, that story, that narrative today. Jesus, we love you. We need you. And we're so happy you called us. Now we want to follow you. So teach us, Lord. In Jesus' name. Amen. In your handout, there's like fill in. I'm on fill in there. For you to follow along. So here's your first one. The first thing is this. Everything starts with a seed. Everything that has life in it starts with a seed. If you have built a business, if you are part of a church, if you have a family, even who you are, all of these things that are living, all of these things that are alive and that you have put your life into started with a seed. Uh, the dream of thought. You wanted to own a business. You wanted to get married. You wanted to go to school. You wanted to get your degree. You wanted to find a job, a profession. All of these start with a seed. And uh, we all have a certain amount that uh, we have with us that we can indeed sow. Uh, every dream come true. This country even. Uh, life and liberty and the pursuit of happiness was a dream. It was a seed inside of of some people who dreamed for a country to be like this. And so what we enjoy today came about because somebody had that initially. And they sowed it out to others, and others took it, and they ran with it. And now we have the United States of America, which we live in. And so uh, it all starts with a seed. And your next fill-in, the subheading under that is this, that what is a seed? A seed is anything valuable that I give away. Anything of value that I give away, that I plant into the ground. You would never plant a seed that you knew would never bear fruit. You wouldn't take the time to go out, dig the soil, put it in there, water it, and watch it. You would never do that. But if it was something of value that you believed would indeed bring forth a return, then you would cherish it, you would give it away, you would do whatever you could to see that it brought back a reward. I mean, it's like praise. You, don't you like, don't you enjoy people who uh, compliment you? Come on, you can be honest. I mean, it is nice, right? It's not a bad thing. It's not a bad thing to enjoy people saying nice things about you. That's not bad. That's good. It's encouraging at times, right, to have someone. Well, when you give that away, that's a value to you. When someone comes up to you and, and says something nice about something you've done or whatever, and, uh, that's very valuable. And so you have that to give away. There is... Offering that to others, to complimenting others, to praising others when they do something well. Uh, there's times someone asks you 
to help them. Well, you know how valuable your time is. You only have so much of it. And you also know that there are times when you need someone to help you. And so you ask them to give you your time. That's a value. We can give away our time. We can sow out the seed of time to others. And, and uh, so anything of value is a seed. Just go through your life and look at the things that you believe uh, mean a lot to you. And those things are seed in your hands from experiences to whatever. Those are all seeds that you have and you've been given responsibility over. And now here's the next part of this. Uh, the B part is that nothing happens until you give it away. Nothing happens to that seed until you plant it, till you give it away. It just sits there in your hands. You enjoy it. You look at it. You know, you're like, it's so great to have and, and all. But it doesn't really bear fruit until you begin to give it away. I mean, this scripture in John 12, 24, all of these scriptures are in your handout. So I'm not going through all of them this morning for the sake of time. But you can take them and read them uh, Later on, I tell you for certain that a grain of wheat that falls on the ground will never be more than one grain unless it dies. But if it dies, it will produce lots of wheat. Who's saying this? It's in John, right? 12, it's Jesus. He's talking about his own life. He's saying, though the disciples didn't pick up on it right there, that if his life is not sown out, if his life is not given, if he does not die and he is not buried in the ground, then there won't be a return on his life. And what was the return on his life? You. You. He says, I've got to go. I've got to die. I'm sowing my own life out so that there can be a huge reward later on. And now it's like we said uh, last week, a couple of weeks ago, it's like Abram or Abraham when he was told that he would be the father of multitudes now there are multitudes, billions and billions of Christians and followers of Jesus all over down through eternity and will be forever. And now because of Jesus' pride, because he sowed himself out, because he gave away the most valuable thing that he was, now there is a harvest. Nothing happens until we give it away. And that's true of uh, anything in our lives. And honestly, it's a little scary, isn't it? Sowing things out because... Uh, you, you don't know it's coming back. You want to believe in this law of sowing and reaping. And you want to believe that it's coming back. But you, you just aren't sure, sure. You want to believe that something great is going to become of your sacrifice. And of your giving it. But you don't know. So it can be a little, a little daunting. I mean the farmer puts the seed down into the ground. And I don't know if you've done this. I mean I, I am no farmer. Believe me. And uh but I did try to plant some things maybe three times in my life. And um, the first time I did, I planted it and dug it up like six times wanting to see if anything was happening. <laughs> like I just wanted to see if there was any roots coming out of there. You know, I planted and went in. It was a beautiful, you know, early spring. And went in the house the next day. I'm, Man, nothing's happening yet. Just looking down. Next day, digging it up. Finally got it up. And sort of sprout out of that seed. Well, you know what happens when you mess with it like that, right? Keep messing with it, keep touching it, dealing with it, and it dies, right? It never comes up. But, I, you know, but you have to leave it alone. You don't see an immediate return. You just don't. It's got a season for it to sit there before it ever comes up out of the ground, and that could be a little scary. Number two here, your next feeling is when I have a need, I need to plant a seed. When I have a need, I need to plant 
a seed. In Ecclesiastes, we read, do your planting in the morning and in the evening too. You never know whether it will all grow well or whether one planting will do better than the other. Start planting. When I have a need, I should plant a seed. If I'm down, like I'm really like kind of uh, depressed and blue, it's nice to go somewhere and just start smiling at people. Just do it. Go somewhere. Just go into a store and just... You know, you ever done that? You ever drove down the road and just waved at everybody? It's pretty cool. You should try. I know people think you're crazy, but they'll never see you again. And uh, so just, just kind of ride down the road and just put a smile on your face and you stop at the light. Hey, how's it going? And just kind of, and you'll feel all of a sudden, like there's something changes. The chemicals begin to change and, and, and things lighten up, begin to give away what you want back. Give it away. When I have a need, I should plant a seed and plant in various places, not just in one spot. They call, used to call it broadcasting seed. My dad, who was a good farmer, uh, would had this thing he hung around his neck. Maybe some of you know what it is. And it had this bag on it, and it had a little spinning wheel. And, uh, and he would put all these seeds in there, and I'd see him walking around the yard like this, and this thing would fan the seeds out, and he would just walk, you know, around just sowing the seed everywhere and it's broadcasting it's tv uh, took that term when they when it was first invented to say that it was a broadcast because they would shoot the waves out and and whoever had a television as broad as they could in hopes that someone with an antenna would catch it and so it was broadcasting and that's the same with sowing seed as you throw it out as wide as you can as far as you can in hopes that it will hit good ground and that it will come up and so whenever we have needs in our lives, it's a good thing to begin to start planting some seed in those area areas. Um, I watched people when we went through the recession here, and it was really brutal in Myrtle Beach. And uh, I watched people go through the recession. Some went through it well. Some didn't go through it so well. But I did watch some people go through it who they didn't change in it. You know, they if they were generous people in before the recession hit, they were generous through the recession. They may not have had as much to be generous with, but they were still generous people. They didn't let it hijack them. They they were the same people through it. And uh, that's a part of, you know, like if you want something, they were looking for a better day. They were sowing to a better day. They like it's going to turn eventually. And I'm not going to be different because I'm expecting a change to come. And so I continue to sow out, to sow out for that reward that's coming. I don't know when it's coming, but I believe it will come. And I have to say, watching folks navigate through some very difficult times, it was quite, it was quite wonderful to watch some people, though it was painful for everyone, it was quite wonderful to watch some people not allow themselves to be hijacked. They were like, no, I've got a generous heart, and I'm going to continue to encourage people, to be with people, to expect the best, and to look forward. And so whatever we want, we need to plant. And uh, whatever I have, whenever I have a need, I need to plant a seed. Your third one there is, what I sow is what I reap. Again, it goes back to my friend in that first church plant. Actually, that second one. This is like the third one, I guess. And... uh, is that, you know, whatever you sow is what you reap. Galatians 6, 7, do not deceive yourselves. No one makes a fool of God. You will reap exactly what you plant. 
you will reap exactly. Let me just give you like bang, bang, bang some scriptures to nail this down. Job 4.8. People will plant trouble. People who plant trouble harvest it. Whoever sows sin reaps weeds. You planted wickedness and now you reap evil. Whatever measure you use to judge others will be used to measure how you are judged. The one who sows righteousness will reap a sure reward. Plant good seeds of righteousness and you'll harvest a crop of my love. Peacemakers plant seeds of peace and reap a harvest of goodness. Isn't that beautiful? What I sow is what I reap. I can't reap irresponsibility and expect, or I can't sow irresponsibility and expect to reap uh, success. I can't sow laziness and expect to reap success. Uh, Stinginess, I can't sow stinginess and expect to be blessed. It just doesn't work that way. We've got plenty of examples in the Bible. There's a guy named Jacob in the Old Testament. His name means so supplanter Uh, and he was like a liar and a cheater and and God I mean he actually he cheated his father he cheated his brothers and you know what happened to Jacob his father-in-law cheated him he sewed into it and he got it right back Uh, also there are people like Haman you know you ever you guys ever read this and like back over in here there's like some great stories and stuff and uh, like in the book of Esther, uh, there's, a, there's a guy, Mordecai, and there's a guy, Haman, and, and Esther, the beauty queen. Did you know these stories were in the Bible? It's really awesome. And uh, so Haman, you know, he's got it out for Mordecai. He just absolutely wants to do everything he can to, to see him killed and taken out. So what does he do? He, he, you got to read it to know all this. But he creates all these different scenarios and such where he tries to just trip up uh, uh, Mordecai. But it never works. It always comes back on him. Eventually, he builds a gallows to hang Haman, to hang Mordecai with and to try to do away with him. And what happens? Haman gets hanged on his own gallows. I mean, it's like he sowed it, he sowed it, he sowed it, and then he reaped it. He got it right back. So there you go. And, of course, the greatest example on the positive side of this is Jesus that we just read the Scripture. Jesus sowed his own life out in goodness and purity and beauty and love, and he reaped a magnificent harvest. And that is the salvation of all mankind as well as the earth and all of creation for the kingdom. The kingdom, once again, comes to earth in Christ because of his sowing himself who was perfect, holy, and righteous out for the sake of the world. And now he reaps it back, sons and daughters. And so whatever uh, we sow is what we reap. But here's an important thing, the next fill-in, and that is this. Number four, I am not the only sower. You're not the only one sowing. There are other people, there are other situations... There are people who have gone before you who have sown seed. Now, some of us know this all too well. Look at the scripture in John 4, 38 that says, I sent you to reap what you didn't sow. Others did the work and you received the harvest. That's on the, like the positive side, but there's a negative side to this that so many of us know all too well. And that is that we were raised in a home, maybe an abusive home, in a lonely home, in a home where there wasn't love. 
where we receive criticism, that was a sowing of seed into our lives, just constant sowing. There are other sowers in our life. And we have had to reap where we did not sow. Many of us have. We've had to reap that in our lives, right? And, uh, and, and you can't do anything about the past. If you do a search maybe in your lineage and you look back and you see like there's addiction, 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 there's whatever, and you look back and you see all these many, many generations of just sowing, sowing, and now here you are. And you're struggling as well. And you're like, this is not fair. I do not want to reap what I did not sow. I don't want to reap this. There are other sowers. But you know what? You don't have to be hijacked by that. You don't. Because you can sow the good seed that God has given you. That's the, that's the beauty of the power of sowing and reaping. Who is going to break the cycle for your children, your grandchildren, your nieces, your nephews, for your family? Who's going to break it if not you? Who has the power to break it if not a follower of Christ who has the power of the Holy Spirit in your life in order to change and to do something different? And I got to tell you, because I know some of this by experience, it's not easy sometimes. It's not. It's a battle. The Bible says it's a battle at times, but it's a battle worth waging. And it's a battle that can and should be won. If you sow the good seed that God has given you now, then it will overpower and overwhelm the seed that others have sown into your life. And what happens is now there's a whole other perpetuation, a beautiful crop that now that begins to show up in children and grandchildren and great-grandchildren. And you were the one. You were the one that changed it all by sowing the good seed that God had given you. You did not allow yourself to be hijacked by what other people sowed in your life. Jesus did not allow his life to be circumvented in the desert. He didn't let the devil hijack him, take him away, accuse him of the devil to rob, kill, and steal, and destroy him from his mission, but he stayed on task until he got exactly what he wanted, a great harvest. And you can do the same, and I can do the same. And that's why church is so important, is we have to be together in this stuff because it's a battle at times, and we need one another. We need encouragement from one another when we're changing our whole DNA structure of the seed that's been sown into our lineage. And and we want it to look different in the days and generations ahead. And we're the ones that are called to do it. We're the ones empowered to do it. You're not the only sower. Uh, Now, there's a good side to that, too. You know, you're reaping things from people uh, who had sown good things into your life. When my grandmother died, I never knew this. I mean, as uh, far as I know, there were the only preachers I knew about in the Holt, go, Holt clan goes all the way back to the Revolutionary War where I found one that served with Francis Marion, the Swamp Fox. And he was a preacher, one of, five, one of five of our lineage who were with him in the Revolutionary War. And he was a pastor. I'm trying to find out more about him, but I don't find any more in that lineage. They're all different kinds of people and all. But my grandmother, when we found her Bible after she died, there in the early stages of my life was my name where she prayed for me. She lived to be 101, and she prayed every day for me, every day for me. And so I'm the recipient of that good seed that she, she has sown. Those of you who are praying for your children and praying for people, don't you dare give up. Don't you do it. You're sowing good seed, good seed. Just keep praying. Keep broadcasting the seed. You're not the only, the only sower. Number five, there are seasons of reaping. 
there's seasons of reaping. Sometimes you're not in them, but you want to be. You wish you were reaping, but you're not right now. There are different seasons. You don't reap immediately. I mean, an apple takes, what, six to ten years once you put a seed in the ground? And I think the odds are very, something like 5%, I think it is, of those that are planted even ever bear an edible apple. Uh, What is the saying that anybody can count the seeds in an apple, but only God can count the apples in a seed? And uh, so it takes time for, for fruit to come. A grapefruit, what I read where someone said they got a grapefruit in two years. Everything I read was four to seven years. It takes a while for the planting and hot peppers. Anybody like them? I do love, you know. It takes about 70 to 80 days, you know, for you to grow, grow it in uh, jalapeno or habanero and get it to where it's good and hot. And uh, it takes time for us to get that back. So there are seasons. There are seasons. So your next feeling, be patient and don't give up. Be patient and don't give up with your children, with your work, with your personal life as you, as you sow and you expect to reap a good harvest. Be patient and don't give up. Number six, you always reap more than you sow. You always reap more than you sow. Always. One seed, you know, you go out and you plant it, it's going to produce a tree with a lot of seeds, right? So you always reap more than you sow. Uh, The Living Bible says, but some of the seeds fell into good soil and yielded 30 times as much as he had planted, and some of it even 60 or 100 times as much. So there's an exponential potential in every act of sowing that you give. Every time you do something good, there's an exponential potential in it. Uh, um, i got to pull this to a close quickly, but I couldn't help but during the worship to think back to, to when we when we started this church, that uh, there were some people, one particular person I'm thinking of who I had befriended uh, for quite a few years prior to us starting this church. And, and just because I enjoyed being with him, it wasn't like I just wanted, I liked being around the guy and enjoyed. And, and you know what, this person, this guy owns a music store and what he did for two years, we never rented one piece of equipment. This is how it came back. I had new equipment every Sunday. I went to the store, picked it up, brought it to our church, set it up, and for two years we paid not one penny. Not one penny. Not one time. And, and I've been grateful so many times, but when we were worshiping a while ago, it just came through my mind like, you know what? That was the blessings of God, of, of us reaping. Wow, that friendship of sowing and being there and, and trying to, to be in people's lives. And so... You know, be patient, don't give up, and you always reap more than you sow. I had never done anything like that for that person, except be kind and like to be around them and stuff, and then it comes back 160 million-fold. I think of other people who have given to this church and and been there for us. And so the next feeling is this, sow, sow more, sow, you'll grow more. Sow more, sow, more will grow. Sow more, don't sow less, you know. And there's the positive and the negative on that. Whichever one you do, if you sow a little gossip, you're going to reap a bunch of gossip probably. Right? You start talking bad about somebody and all of a sudden you hear there's a lot more people talking bad about you. What's that about? That's just, you know, the law of reciprocity. That's the law of sowing and reaping. That's the law. And uh, it's the same in good, though. Speak good of people. Encourage people. It comes back to you and it comes back to you over and over 
Again, the law of generosity. Proverbs eleven twenty four says, The world of the generous gets larger and larger. The world of the stingy gets smaller and smaller. <laughs> Number seven, I sow in faith, not by feelings. I sow in faith, not by feelings. Near the farmer, when it's time to start sowing the seed, and he gets up early that morning and he walks out, he goes, it's perfect. I don't feel like it. I'm going back to bed. You know, he doesn't do that. He's like, no, it's time. You know, it's time to sow. He doesn't give to his feelings about it. It's like, I don't, you're not generous when you feel like it. You are either a generous person or you are not a generous person. You get this? Like you sow because you're a generous person. That's why. You're not given to feelings. Well, I feel like I know God speaks to us at times and tells us to do certain things. That's not what I'm talking about. But I'm talking about a generous person is a generous person all the time in many areas. Not just some of the time. Not just given to their feelings. In Psalms 126 and verse 5 it says, Let those who wept as they planted their crops gather the harvest with joy. Those who wept as they went out carrying the seed will come back singing for joy as they bring in the harvest. And sometimes we're weeping in the sowing, aren't we? It's a season where we're not enjoying the sowing. This scripture says there's a time when you come back, you'll bring the harvest in laughing and enjoy. But there are times. I don't want to, you know, this is not a good time for me. He says things are not going well for me, God. But I'm going to encourage this person. Things are not going well for me financially, but I'm going to help this person. You keep sowing, you keep sowing, you keep sowing. And eventually the scripture says you'll bring in a harvest of joy and happiness. And it's so much more the sweeter, isn't it, when that happens. Um, Your last one is this. The time to sow is now. Do you know what uh, analysis paralysis is? I tend, I can be afflicted with that at times because I am an analysis freak. And uh, uh, I look details, I look through all this, that, and the other. I'm always looking for things. And do you know that if you analyze things too long, you'll freeze up? You won't make any choices? Don't do that. The time to sow is now. One of these days, you ever, have, you ever say that? One of these days, well, next time you get ready to say that, do it this way. One of these days is none of these days. Because that's what you mean. One of these days is none of these days. The day to plant is now, right now. So the question is, what do you need to sow today? What is God calling you to sow so that you can reap a wonderful harvest? Whether you're now sowing in a time of tears or whether you're battling out for your a family and for your lineage and you're praying for your children, you're praying for your friends, you're praying for things to change. What do you need to sow out? Let's pray. We hope you enjoyed this week's podcast from Seacoast Vineyard Church in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. We look forward to you joining us next time on iTunes or at our website, www.seacoastvineyard.com.